Desperados rebound from a disastrous couch bowl week and thump the RHPs. Tyler Hudson puts the old double up on the Seahawks while Paris maintains pace in the Hama by outslugging the horror show. The Busters continue to lead the Dixon despite suffering their second loss of the season to the pyramid of touchdowns. Working their way into contention are the Privateers and Wild Bills, only a game behind. Join us as we look back on Week 7 and 8 while looking ahead to Week 9 and a matchup of the league's top two teams. Could it be a potential What's on Joe Mind Bowl preview? From the Otterbox Virtual Studios, it's the What's on Joe Mind Fantasy Football League Sports Desk. And you are killing all the drama with that with these intros. You gave away everything. There's nothing left. You can now fast forward to the end. Good night, everybody. Beat Dustin just by signing it. Oh, I guess we're really doing it. All right. Start the music and look back at week eight, the week that was. First up on the docket, we'll take a look at Gary Godso and the Fort Calamity Esperanto. 142 and a half over the RHP's 93. Poor Rockwell Strangelo finally has a decent week. Finally, a decent week. And Gary's like, nah, I'm going to beat you by 50 anyway. Ooh, Gary Godso is the worst. <laughs> so 142 and a half, Gary, what uh, what'd you do differently? What what happened? What live animal did you sacrifice to the fantasy football guys? I finally had all my players do something. Yeah, well, what you did have was Derek Carr going nuts for 43. Well, it really helped when that went to overtime. Yeah, overtime, 500 yards, four scores. I don't think he turned the ball over even in that thing. It's just a ridiculous game out of Derek Carr with 43 points. 16 for the Gronk and his finally, uh, I guess you could finally call it his big return. Uh, DeMarco Murray had 18 uh, in, in uh, Tennessee's win over Jacksonville. 15 for Alan Hearns in a losing effort in that game. Uh, 12 and a half for Jatavis Brown. 11 for Deion Buchanan. That is some defensive scoring. Just everybody went bananas in this thing, except for the Jets' defense, because they're the Jets' defense. And frankly, you got positive out of them, and they almost lost to the Browns, so you should just consider, consider yourself lucky with them. Right there. That, Brown, <laughs> that Browns offense, man. Just, you know, Chris, you know, Hogan. Mm. Or, you know, Gary or whoever's playing quarterback this week, you know, boom, almost had it. You just named a, a, a New England receiver. Hey, as that, that was, I, I understand that was, that was approved. Okay. It just doesn't make it Josh McCown was back this week, so I, you have to give Cleveland a little bit of credit. They're at least competent offensively when he's back there. Not that Josh McCown is a great quarterback by any shakes, but it, he's at least a pro quarterback. Meanwhile, for the losers, Rocky Strangelo had uh, 23 out of Marcus Mariota, uh, 21 out of Jay Stu in the flex play. Perhaps the flex play of the week? Maybe. Maybe. No, we'll actually get the better one. 10 for Derek Johnson, 12 for Gio Bernard uh, in uh, the infamous Cincinnati tie. That was a horrible game. Oh, God. They were trying to... Like, it was entertaining until you got to the overtime, and then they were just like, yeah, you know what, London? Screw you. You don't deserve football. No, it's like, you guys are used to ties anyways. Here you go. A lowly sports throng desperate to stop the sister-kissing exercise that is ties. And what do you give them? What do you give the good people of the UK? You give them a tie. Hang your head in shame, Cincinnati and Washington. Shame. Moving forward, we'll get to uh, another another highlight of the week. Uh, we'll get our other host out of the way. Tyler Hudson at Jace brings back Sir Mix-a-Lot. Double up. Uh, uh. 
That's the double up on the Seattle Dreadnoughts. Nothing against Zach Hoffman and the Seattle Dreadnoughts. I'm just that excited about the Sir Mix-a-Lot return. Double up! Just that big of a deal. We can only play it so many times. Nobody's sharing the love on that one. Nobody, nobody's excited but me. We, we I'm excited. We were with you, Mike, but you were so excited. I, You know, you, you said it all, sir. You said it all. I was so excited it shorted out Jamie's mic. But uh, Tyler Hudson and Jay's just got, uh, they got points out of everybody. 19 out of the Panthers' defense led the way. Uh, 16 from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, you got the uh, Dr. Jekyll week out of Ryan Fitzpatrick there. 15 from Quincy and Nunwa. 14 from Will Compton, the Washington linebacker. 12 from Devontae Booker. 11 from Lamar Miller. Just just scoring up and down the, the, the board there for their 108. Zach Hoffman has some scoring problems. That might not be unfair as uh, I, I'm basically, I'm giving people taco weeks. That's the only reason I have 7-1 is you show up, I make you suck, I win the football game. No need to redo the entire roster. There's some problems here, though. Cam, Cam, don't hit me, Newton. Uh, 12 <laughs> points <laughs> leading the way for the Dreadnoughts. Nobody else doing a whole lot. Steven Hauschka had a decent week with eight, but he's a kicker. Uh, there's a lot of twos and threes going up and down that lineup. Uh, Kyle Rudolph had been pretty good for points most of the year, only three points. James White is starting at tailback. That's not good. Only two points there. Mike Evans did not have a good week in, in the, uh, the the loss to, to uh, Oakland, so only seven points there. He didn't get the end zone. Um, Tyler Lockett hasn't done anything all year. Brandon LaFell is a flex play. That's never any good. So there are some problems. I mean, Devontae Parker had a bye week this week, and so that's going to be part of it. Uh, C.J. Anderson was there. He got put on injured reserve this week, uh, so that's tough. There is some roster beta. Yeah, there's got to be some shuffling going on here because this is this isn't going to get better this is a 4-0 start going out the window in a hurry uh the dreadnoughts fall a 4-4 tyler hudson to jace 7-1 jb what's your secret the luck this is gonna run out on me but i got a one game lead and the tiebreaker over debbie so maybe i can just hang on hoping big pen can come back soon because uh i'm scraping uh, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here on the bye weeks. I had four moves to fill out my roster this week, and I got three more to do this week to get a full roster. Yeah, I hear you on that one. We'll, we'll cover this game next. Darklonia Privateers 92 over the New England Tacos 64. Uh, I'm not happy with it simply because uh, all of Justin's bye weeks forced me to actually have to make roster adjustments. So I wasn't thrilled there. 21 points out of Matt Forte for the Tacos, and uh, 10 out of C.J. Federowitz, the Houston tight end. 12 out of Caleb Sturgis, uh, your MVP kicker. Nothing else going on there. The Privateers, it's the Tom Brady your revenge tour, 37 points. Uh, almost this beating the be, Tacos single-handedly. This might be a revenge tour. This, is this totally might be a revenge tour. tour. Totally revenge tour. And the great part about it is is that New England very quietly became a running team. So when Tom Brady does throw, there's nobody covering those guys. Mark Ingram, negative two. Actually, two points worse at tailback than this podcast. So that takes some work. Uh, but uh, again, there's enough points going around that it easily handle the tacos. 17 out of Des Bryant in Dallas overtime win over Philly. 12 points from the quiz show, Jack Quiz Rogers. It didn't need a whole lot else out of the roster because, again, the tacos suck. Way to log in, Justin. Way to log in. Oh, talk about uh, rotating quarterbacks, man. Trevor Simeon. He's doing a good job for the Broncos, but he's a terrible fantasy quarterback. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, I had to start Fitzgerald this week. Because mm. uh, that's what was available on the waiver wire. 
Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Fitzpatrick. Fitzgerald. He was well. Hey, Chris Hogan had 15 on the bench. Can I start him at quarterback next week? (laughs) See what we can do about that one. Uh, Gary, go ahead. Give him the buzzer. You got it. All righty. But uh, moving forward, Springfield Teal Ninjas 106 over the Charlottesville Keelhall 73. An important game for Springfield just to hang in there, just to get themselves to 500. They've been a pretty good club this year. Just really met some bad luck. 29 points for Matty Ice, uh, 15 out of Telvin Smith, the Jacksonville linebacker, uh, 9 out of Preston Brown. So, again, defensive scores. Flex play, Terrell Pryor, 13 points. Uh, 11 points out of uh, Frank Gore, making the Indy running game much more respectable than you remember it. Uh, meanwhile, for the Keelhall, 16 out of Quan Alexander, 15 for Derrick Henry, and not much else going on. Russell Henry, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson continues to suck. Your thoughts on Russell Wilson continuing to suck? You got crab legs on the bench. You were setting me up, but I didn't fall for it, Mike. You're sorry. Crab legs on the bench with 22. And he's had a couple nice games back-to-back, so uh, might be time to get crab legs going. He's going to be slinging it. you got to give him uh, got to give him a shot because he's had some weeks where he's been terrible, but he's had more of them where he's been pretty good. I think it's only looking up for Springfield now that Tyler Eifert's part of the offense in Cincinnati again. Yeah, I mean, you can milk him while you got him because three weeks from now he'll be broken again. Yeah, if he can get you 17 points for three weeks, put him in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's points to be had here. Jay, uh, Jay. Is that how we're going to say that? That's Jay. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's week, a tough but, one. i got to give you that one. It's a tough one. Uh, but Teal Ninjas, uh, there's some points here. Uh, you know, even if they don't get into the playoffs, they're going to they're gonna pick up some key wins. They're not going to be an easy out for anybody on the way on, in the second half. And uh, speaking of points and, and tough outs, Pyramid of Touchdowns keeping themselves relevant. Big win over the Chuck Busters, 132 to 111 and a half. Tough loss for Ty Sam. What the heck? <laughs> Somebody step on the cat? <laughs> I, I told you at the beginning there would be random yelling at the Cubs game. It is still 7-2 there, by the way. Yes, yeah, still 7-2, end of the sixth. Chuck Busters, the losing effort, 111.5. 41 points out of Aaron Rodgers. 14.5 for Chris Kirksey. 15 out of Jordan Reed. 12 for Dan Bailey. Uh, another calculated risk playing the bye there as Zach Orr has the week off but gets the start anyway. Sitting on the bench is Jamal Charles on the IR. I'm yeah, he wasn't on IR until this week, though, so uh, right. last week I can Fair see enough. Jamal Charles around. Uh, but but uh, that, that's going to change, and, and I mean, it was a defensive play player. He wasn't going to make up 20 and a half points, but... you got to fill out your rosters. Yeah. Can't do that with Pyramid of Touchdowns. You can do that with the Tacos. Can't do that to Pyramid of Touchdowns because Josh Morgan will make you pay. 29 for Dak Prescott and, and just a slew of guys in the high teens. 18 for Theo Riddick. Uh, 18 for the Broncos defense who were back to their ways from last season. 17 for Devontae Freeman. 15 for Jordy Nelson, and he didn't even look that good. So uh, you got all kinds of scoring going on with Pyramid of Touchdowns. They're, they're built to make a run at this, and now at 5-3, and three, uh, they get to uh, they have a little bit more say in what's going on there. It'll be interesting in the second half to see what happens with Dak Prescott. I imagine they'll keep starting him, but if uh, you've Romo got to. comes back, you it can't wouldn't make any a, sense. Yeah, you can't sit a guy who's that hot. You just can't. Now you're 7-1. You can't walk away from 7-1. He's not 4-4 four four with good stats. He's 7-1. They're winning football games. 
and he gets better every week. And he's going to make Gary buy a new jersey because <laughs> Gary is is a dreaded Cowboy fan. Actually, I have found a Jack Doyle jersey that I think I'm going to invest in. All right, there you go. Then that's yeah. Jack Doyle as a local boy. Moving forward, Mishawaka Blue Lasers 102, Chris McLeod's Robo Skull Effers 73. Uh, looks like the shine is off of the Robo Skull Effers. <laughs> no back metal there. No, Chris McLeod back to being British. <laughs> hey, hey, he does own the one win over me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't somehow hex him that way. And, and not surprisingly, the tie. 23 points for the, the Lasers uh, out of Amari Cooper. 22 for Drew Brees, and probably Drew Brees' worst game of the season. 12 for A.J. Greed, 10 for LeGarrette Blunt uh, for the, the Robo Skull Effers. Uh, we got 13 for Phil Rivers, 13 for Belial Powell, 13 for Sean Lee, 10 for John Brown, 10 for Brandon Cook, and nothing else really to speak of. Negative 2 for Josh Lambeau out of the kicker spot. That's two points worse than this podcast. Gary, how's that leg doing? My leg is just fine. It'd be enough to get you zero. Probably, because you'd be our backup kicker. So you would be zero for zero with zero misses. That would work. You would be two points better than Josh Lambeau. That is the God's honest truth. You heard it here first. NFL teams, Gary Godso is available for the right price. The Blue Lasers are not out of this yet. They're only two out. They have had a a few hard luck losses, but they're going to score points. I want to hear nothing about a few hard luck losses. They have run up against some big scoring, uh, some big scoring teams. Uh, they are lucky in that they're in the right division to, to be four and four. They they got a shot at this. But uh, moving yep. forward, we got the the fighting Debbies, ninety nine and a half over the horror show uh, with seventy eight. And this was uh, our early watch. It looked like uh, the Fighting Debbies were going to have the shot at bringing Sir Mix a lot back, but it didn't work out that way as the horror show rallied a little bit. 27 points for Carson Palmer. And there, too, he looked terrible. Somehow that turned into 27 fantasy points. Garbage uh, time, baby. Garbage time. Yeah, must have been. Uh, 13 for Jeremy Hill. 12 for Jordan Matthews. So Debbie getting some flex play in there. A 12 and a half for Zach Brown and, and his band of renown. 11 for Isaiah Crowell. Just, uh, you know, good, good, solid scoring. Uh, 99 and a half points. Isn't going to get you the blowout win every week, but it's going to keep you competitive most weeks. And if Debbie's going to be a little down this week, well, she got a good guy to be down against. Buccaneers defense, four points worse than this podcast. Jamie, um, how's your coverage skills? Hey, I got a place to stay in Tampa. I'll give it a shot. Your defense, four points better than the Bucks defense. I'm going to get a lot of penalties. I'm going to grab a lot, but you can't, you know, if I hold every time, you can't call it every time. Yeah, it'd be flat out uh, just uh, on, on my part. I would just be attaching myself to guys' legs. Unless you're a Raider. <laughs> oh yeah, then it, then it would be called absolutely called. I think, yeah. every time. I, I think they were going they were going for that. I think they thought like Lyle Alzado was still out there. It was crazy for the horror show. Andrew Luck with twenty two somehow, thirteen for Stefan Diggs, ten for Darren Sproles, and not a whole lot else going on. Just kind of a rough week for the horror show. Not the greatest roster in the world. Uh, Demarius Thomas is there at wide out, but uh, again, the Broncos aren't really passing the ball too well. Jacob Tammy at tight end hasn't done much in the, the Atlanta offense. He's like the odd man out there. Well, he also got injured very early on in that game. Darren Sproles is your starting tailback. That's not the greatest situation in the world have a, a third down back slash special teams guy. Uh, he's even got Luke Todd Gurley. I mean, he's got Todd Gurley on the bench there, so. Sure, sure. Uh, and, and most weeks that's going to be okay. But even Todd Gurley is is way, way down this year. He's got a couple touchdowns, but had one week, uh, week back in week three, he had 20. But he's been a single digit guy most of the time. He's, he's only get he's not even getting three yards of carry. 
So tough spot for the horror show. It's it's a little late in the season to to bounce back from two and six. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, the the game of the week, as spotted on our Facebook page, actually turned out for once to be the actual game of the week. Buffalo Wild Bills, uh, 109-107 winners over Oregon Outpost, 788. Keeping themselves up to five and three with a tiebreaker as those two teams are in the same division. Just to try and keep pace. Tough game. Tough game. These guys, were they were going at it all through the Sunday night game. Uh, Buffalo Wild Bills, just, again, a lot of double-digit scores. Nobody really superb. Seven guys in double figures there. 15 for Carson Wentz, 14 for Ezekiel Elliott, 12 for Alshon Jeffrey, 16 for Travis Kelsey, 15 for Gary Sred, Melvin Gordon. Where were you last year, man? Where were you last year? 14 for TJ Ward, 10 for the Seahawks defense. And again, just two points behind at 107. Uh, Oregon Outpost 788 kind of went the other way. They had the big star, Blake Bortles, 35 points in the loss. Every single one of those 35 was done in garbage time. Garbage yeah. time! Garbage yeah, they, got, uh, they kept him out there, slinging late. But uh, 15 out of Bobby Wagner. What's on Joe Mine, fantasy football Hall of Famer? 11 for Travis Benjamin, 12 for the Chiefs' defense. The way they played against the Colts, I'd have thought they'd have gotten much, much more. Oh, he's got Jack Doyle. All right. Yes, uh, 10 for David Johnson, 5 for Jack Doyle in the flex spot. But, you know, what can you do? Jack Doyle, private eye. Jack Doyle, private eye. David Johnson's worst week of the season at 10 points. Yeah, and, and uh, truthfully, I think that was mostly because he didn't play much in the second half. They were behind big early, which kind of forced them to have to pass. Yeah, and uh, I know David Johnson has a lot of value as a receiver, but they didn't go that way and, and risk getting him hurt because uh, he's going to mean more to them in the big picture than, than that one game uh, where Carolina, for lack of a better term, woke up. But uh, that's, again, a tough, tough game. Those guys were trading the lead back and forth all weekend long. Big win for the Wild Bills, uh, getting themselves to 5-3 and three in the Dixon. And we'll, we'll take a look at the standings on the whole here. But in the Hama, Jamie Johnson, Tyler Hutchins, the J7-1. What's your secret, Jamie? Fantasy football defense. The answer I'm is steroids. I'm here to make you suck. Steroids. The answer is steroids. Second place, Debbie Gotso and the Paris Dynamites, six and two. Then Pyramid touchdowns at five and three. As we said just a second ago, uh, Oregon Outpost seven eighty eight four and four. Chris McLeod and the Robo Skull Effers three four and one because the British guy has to have a tie. Still a half game better than the Charlottesville Keelhalls at three and five. Gary Gotso and the Fort Calamity Desperados uh, two and six. And then finally Justin and the No Logins one six and one. And the next Chuck Buster still on top at six and two. A lot of horses still in that race, though. Darklonia and Buffalo at five and three. Mishawaka, Springfield, and Seattle at four and four. And then uh, bringing up the back, the Horror Show and the RHPs, each at two and six. So six teams still have a legitimate shot in the Dixon. Uh, it's kind of a three-horse race now in the Hama, and we'll see if uh, Jamie can continue to pay teams off to. To, to start Tebow when he gets into town or something. I don't. What the hell are you doing, man? I don't know. The average points against in this league is 750. No one is below 700 but me, and I'm at 593. This is not sustainable. You heard it here first, folks. Luckiest bastard in the game. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for Gary to chime in something there. Yeah, I totally Gary agree. is the unluckiest bastard. I am unluckiest. So, yeah. For sure. What's the difference between uh, two and six and five and three, Gary? Uh, it's about three points. Three three points, I believe, yeah. was what we determined. Three points. 
But uh, how's the couch? Fine, I guess. <laughs> uh, not to rub it in, but Gary scored eight more points than I have. Yeah, Gary, uh, we, we should bring it up last week because we didn't have a show. Gary actually lost Couch Bowl for the first time in the league's history, meaning he was forced to sleep on the couch to avoid Debbie's gloating. Congratulations to Debbie Godso and the Paris Dynamites on their first ever What's on Joe Mind Couch Bowl victory. Let's move forward to week nine. Seattle Dreadnoughts get a chance to get back on the winning track, playing host to the Tacos 1-6-1 and against 4-4. Four and four. Charlottesville and the Horror Show pair off 3-5 and five against 2-6 and six and another running of the also-rans. Last chance of respectability, Oregon Outpost 788 against Springfield. Both teams 4-4, four and four, both desperately need that game. We got uh, Darklonia playing host to the Robo Skull Effers. Darklonia kind of needs that one to keep pace. The Desperados come home to Indiana, take on the Mishawaka Blue Lasers. That's two and six against Mishawaka's four and four. Dynamites travel out to the island to see the RHP six and two against two and six. Pyramid of touchdowns at five and three. We'll see the Wild Bills at five and three. Another another barn burner for the Wild Bills. That would be game of the week, but no. Week nine gives us Tyler Hudson and Chase visiting the Chuck Busters. Two division leaders slugging it out. 7-1 against 6-2. It's the bowl preview. That's right. It's certainly the mid-season bowl preview. It's the halfway point bowl. Is that going to name? Is that going to a better name than the halfway point bowl? The semi-bowl. Semi-bowl. <laughs> but, Jamie, your strategy against Ty Sam's and the Jackbusters. Fantasy football defense. <laughs> Hope and pray that all of Aaron Rodgers' big long passes, they get tackled at the one and then they uh, run them in because Aaron Rodgers versus that Colts defense. Yeah. That's well, not going to go well for me. No. I mean, it's one of those, though, that the, the Colts' pass defense has been okay. Uh, they can't stop anybody from running the ball, but that's okay because the Packers, I think we are legitimately getting calls from them to line up and play fullback for them this coming week. That's about what they're down to in terms of running the running the football. Uh, their, their best weapon out of the backfield is Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully that Miami terrible defense is I'm going to have to start Ryan Fitzpatrick for about three more weeks. Oh, yeah. And for anyone listening, that's that was the best quarterback available on the waiver wire. He's an interesting guy to me statistically because he has legitimate stats for something like six different teams. No, nobody plays meaningful games for six different teams. Nobody. And he, he always has one of those games every season that he plays that he'll throw up four touchdown passes and 400 yards. And you're like, oh, wow, man, we got a quarterback here. And then he just, next game, he'll throw four interceptions and get yanked at halftime. Oh, hey, nothing but love for the guy. He's he's an Ivy League guy who's managed to turn in a, a what, 10 or 11 season career in the NFL. But it's, it's a lot like playing golf. You make that one great shot, and you're like, man, I think I can do this. And then after that, you can't hit the ball worth for the remainder of your round. Same thing with Fitzpatrick. He'll sit there, and you'll have one of those big games, and you're like, man, I made a hell of a pick getting this guy in my roster. And then the next week, you're like, why the hell did I start him? He's kind of in that classic run of guys. He's like... 
the previous guy just like him was Jake DeLome. Del Homie. Going back it, it, through the years, Bobby Bear was one of these guys. Derek Anderson. Yeah, Steve Walsh said it best about Steve DeBerg. Just good enough to get you beat. He's kind of that guy. Looks great on paper, and he makes most of the throws, but, uh, you know, in crunch time, there's always seems to be a fly in the ointment. Again, nothing but love for the guy, because Lord knows he's done something that, that I wouldn't have been able to do. That's for, that's for damn sure. So, uh, anyways, uh, going back, Gary Gatso, your thoughts on the NFL heading into week nine. Hey, do you remember when you had the coin flip for a tie and a team that normally got the ball first won? Yes. They had to change the rules a little bit to give the other team a chance. To, if they didn't score a touchdown, to get the other team to possess the ball. I know why they have games ending in a tie in the NFL so you know players don't get injured and all that stuff. But how entertaining would it be in some of these games? I mean, it would be incredibly high scores in some of these things, but playing it college style, I'm not advocating that, but I think it make for some entertaining games, but no one likes to tie. You know, the funny part of it is is that even even if the old rules had applied, all these overtime games are happening because guys are missing kicks. Yeah, make a field goal. <laughs> I mean, and we're not talking like we tried a 55 yards. We're talking 45 yards a Yeah. The one that Hauschka missed was nearly point blank range. It was less than an extra point. Yeah, 28 yards, 29 yards. And uh, right before that, Catanzaro was, uh, I think, right at 33. Uh, this past week, uh, the kid from Washington, that was a 35-yarder. 38. Yeah. Got to knock that one through. Arizona Cardinals were like the Gary Godso of the NFL. Get some easily avoidable special teams mistakes, and they're three games better. But, uh, Jamie Johnson, your turn. Thoughts on the NFL week nine? I really, really needed the Browns to hold on Sunday. That did not work out for me. So, once again, the Bears are not in place to get that first pick. And then, you know, the Bears beat Minnesota. So, it's totally blue getting that top pick this week. So, trying to trying to pick up one of the Deshauns. It's just not working out. Uh, I'm going to be stuck with the Jay Cutler or uh, Brian Hoyer again next year. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> They're going to trade uh, Cuddy Love for whatever they can get. They might just cut him because this is the last This is the last year that he's really expensive. And just as a sidebar note, Chapman got, got you eight outs in game five, and now he's coming back to get you seven tonight. Yeah, I don't know if I like this one staring down the battle, barrel of a game seven. I do not either because you you're going to need him tomorrow night for at least six if you're going to win it. So yeah, I mean you're you're pretty much saying that most he's going to give you tomorrow is three outs, and if you don't trust anybody else in that bullpen to get you a couple of these bridge outs, I don't know, man. I know we just went baseball on everybody in a hurry, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, seven, still seven two Cubs in the seventh inning. Uh, Indians have a couple guys on base, and and they're going to the bullpen for Chapman. So I guess there's guys that like like if this were Andrew Miller, I wouldn't be as worried about it because he's been doing this for several weeks now but Chapman really just kind of walked into this role 10 days ago where he's in there getting more than more than three or four outs I don't know I don't know I don't think they're I understand it's an elimination game but you also have a five-run lead yeah, Cleveland bats have gone silent the last couple of games yeah, I mean right right now I, I get it if it's uh, seven to two and you want to keep the lead but if you win the game seven to four it still counts the same where's Pedro Strope where's Hector Rondon where are these guys that you counted on for 75 games this past season Where's Carl? Yeah, I just, I mean, another end. I mean, I get bringing Chapman in in the ninth if it's closer, but. Sure, sure. I mean, you, you want to bring him out there just to get his work in and, 
and 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 nail it down. He he should be in there for three outs, but uh, or, seven's a little much. Or if or if your plan here is to have Chapman uh, just get through this, if the big bats are coming up, and just get you out of this jam in the eighth, and then pull him. That's uh, I, mean, I would hope. I would hope seven, and then just pull him and let you know if you have like six dudes. Go get Lester for an inning. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, whoever whoever your fourth starter, go get Lackey out there. There you go. Let Lackey throw the eighth and the ninth. He's fresh, reasonably so. It's fresh enough to give him two innings. Anyways, we just uh, we just made our, our our non-sports fans even matter by talking about a second sport. Shall we make our political predictions for next week? Fair enough. Okay, so Gary, this is your baby. You started off. Trump by two, but doesn't get more than 50%. Jamie Johnson. 48-44 Clinton. I'm going to say Clinton with 50% and Trump coming in at 45-46. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people winding up on the sidelines for this. I think the third-party candidate craze has kind of come and gone. Definitely going to be close either way. Yeah, nobody's running away with this thing. All right, let's get out of here since we made our predictions and baseball's going on. For my co-host Gary Godso and Jamie Johnson, uh, I'm Mike Irizarry. For the What's on Joe Mont Fantasy Football League, remember, beat Justin just by logging in. Good night, everybody. We'll see you after week nine.